Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I am excited for another time for us to get together and have another episode. I hope that you had the most amazing week. And if you had a bad week, let's talk about that as well. I did a blog this week that talked about these low moments, right? We're going to talk about self-care and mental health because it is literally the exact way that I came into this particular space. So I started off, if you haven't known, I am a blogger. I am Toy of obviously Conversations with Toy. So let me just say, if this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for being a part of this amazing, amazing conversation, amazing family and community of like-minded people who really just want to live life in the best way that they can. We make mistakes. We don't always get it right. We fall down 20 million times, but we are the type of people that regardless of what's thrown at us, regardless of what happens, we can dust ourselves off and pick ourselves back up. And if you are of that like mind, right? Meaning you're just not the type of perfect person, but you're trying your best. This is the podcast for you because we're going to talk about so many different things throughout our time. We talk about life, love, mental health, self-care, mental wellness. We talk about everything because in these conversations, whether we're talking about finances, whether we're talking about social media drama, regardless of what we're talking about, at the end of the day, there are so many things that we all get tripped up on. And just because I might have it together today may not mean I have it together tomorrow. So I just want to be that voice, that conversation that pulls everything together so that you don't have to feel by yourself. One of the things that I used to struggle with, if you don't know, I'm a blogger, and I started to blog almost eight years ago. This became a part of my healing, um, part of my therapy. My therapist was like, listen, you really like to write. You should consider writing a blog. And I was just like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't even know what a blog is. So once I get to, got to learn like what was what a blog was, what it entailed, I had to go through a crash course of making a thousand and one mistakes. So let me just say for anybody who has a desire, you have something on your heart, you have a gift that's inside of you that you really want to bring out to the world. Let's not act as if that once you do these things, once you bring this gift, once you do all of those things, that it's going to make it so that you're going to walk in perfection. I have probably made more mistakes than I could probably admit to. And I had to learn pretty much on the job. I had to learn as I went. You know, at first I was writing things that wasn't meeting the certain word requirement. Then it wasn't really aligning to, you know, Google wasn't picking it up. And it just was a lot. But one thing that I have learned about myself is that I have a thirst to learn. I'm willing to take correction. And I don't allow what I don't have to make, to make me stop. So for instance, when I first started blogging, I didn't even have a laptop. I was blogging off of a flip phone, a flip 
phone. So that right now tells you all you need to know about my journey from the very beginning. And as I began to blog, I wanted to become a podcaster because I wanted to use my voice as a way to do the same thing that I do as a blog, but using my voice. That's why I called it a blog cast. It's the ability to use your voice to basically tell the masses, the friendships, the community of listeners, hey, this is what I've learned. These are the mistakes that I've made, and I hope you don't make the same mistakes. So in today's conversation, we're going to talk about mental wellness and the concept of what happens in your mental wellness and your mental journey when you don't get it right, meaning your anxiety has taken over. You keep tripping over the same things that you already had the tools for. Like it's one thing to not have the tools. When I first started in my journey with just therapy, I had no tools. So for instance, if somebody made me mad, I didn't have the, the, the mindset of letting, you know, eating some things, right. Meaning not having to respond to every little thing. In my mind, if somebody got on my nerves, if somebody said something that made me feel whatever the case it was, I would respond, even if I was 2000% wrong. So I want you to hear that. A person that didn't care if you were wrong, just wanted to be loud and get your quote unquote point across, that's a dangerous situation because that means you don't care about thinking, you don't care about the other person, you don't care about any of these things, you just want to talk. And that's what I did. So even with my husband, I would have all these arguments about different things because again, it didn't matter if I was right. I just wanted to get my quote unquote point across. And I learned through therapy that obviously everything does not garner a response. And I think one of my first lessons was that, and at the time I was having some family drama with some extended family members. And it was one of the things that kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. And my therapist and my mother said to me, the more that you give people your energy and the more you dwell on what they're saying, what they're doing, you will never get to the point where you get better. And that was hard. So there, listen, so if you've ever been into a therapy session and I mean committed therapy session, you know that every time you leave therapy, you're not like skipping to your car and happy. There are times when you leave therapy and you're exhausted, you're drained and you just want to be like, why am I always wrong? And why is it always me? And why do I have to always do the work? That is a real situation. It's very much the way that I felt. It was the way that it just, everything just felt like it was just happening to and coming down. And I had to deal with that. And I always just was like, well, okay, I'm always wrong. Then you take the other persona. You know that you're wrong. But then you begin to blame yourself for everything. So I guess it's just me. I guess I'm just the one that's the bad person. I guess I'll never be healed. I guess I'll never be okay. Therapy is one of those things that makes you slow down. And you go back to your childhood and you go back to certain events. You go back to those lost loves and the ex-boyfriends and the, all the things like you go back into time and you talk about your responses, how you felt at the moment. Why does that make you feel the way that it feels now? And it's not as easy as everyone would want you to believe. So I love that therapy to me is a tool. I can go back and read the notes that my therapist had given me. I've been in Philly for almost 11 years, 11 years. I think I'm about to come up on 12. And 
one of the things that I struggle with is going back to those to my very first so I've had obviously multiple therapists because you know with therapists they don't stay in the same field they go they move they do whatever this was before teletherapy was like a real thing so I would go back into the old school office sit down talk about my issues write my notes get my assignments therapists will give you homework in case you've never been and I would go back in and I'm having these conversations and I'm overwhelmed and my, I'm emotionally drained. There were days when I would sit in my car for like an hour and a half parked in front of my house but couldn't get out of the car because I just didn't want to take the energy that I was feeling into my house and put that on my children or have an argument with my husband because I'm not able to say, hey, therapy has been kicking my ass, right? And I'm struggling and I don't know what to think about the things that my therapist has presented me. And some of the things that I've said about people that were in my life became more vivid. Like for the first time I, I felt seen, I felt heard, and that feels scary to me, but you don't know how to put that in words. So you say things like, oh, therapy was fine. I'm okay today. And reality is that you could claw yourself from the inside out because you are overstressed about the things that were presented, the work that you have to do, the things that you have allowed, and it can be overwhelming. And so people say, well, if it's so overwhelming, if it's so draining, if it's so emotional tied, then why do therapy? I feel like therapy, especially when you find the therapist that works for you, becomes a safe space for you to say the things that you've always needed to say. One of the things I had to come to, I guess, reconciliation was I, with certain people, would never get the response that I felt that I deserved. And let me just put that into perspective. There are certain arguments, certain things in our life that sometimes we blow out of proportion. And again, when you go to therapy, you learn these, these, these skills, you learn about the things that make sense and the things that you've put out of proportion, meaning you have overdone things that don't make sense. And then there are the other aspects of things that you should have shown up for real, gotten an apology from a parent, a grandparent, a friend, an ex, all the things that in reality, you will never, ever receive. I know that therapy sounds great because it sounds like you're going to become whole, but a lot of the wholeness that you experience, and I said whole, H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S, wait, H-O, and I'm, now I'm spelling it wrong, W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S, wholeness that you'll receive comes from you doing your own personal work, working out those things that tripped you up. Like for instance, my anxiety. As a kid, especially like in the educational realm, I thought that being busy or being, you know, overzealous with my homework assignments, making sure everything was perfected and making sure I didn't miss any work. And I remember in the fifth grade, this was a Mr. Davish's class in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And we had this chart and it was a star chart. And I wanted to make sure I got every star for everything. And I did. I got every star. Every star that was available, I got. So if there was a perfection of stars, I had made it. Did it, got it, all those things. 
But I didn't even realize that even as a young child, getting this, this, you know, all the stars or at the time, I think I got, not hard to think, I received a 4.0. Basically, I had been getting straight A's since I was in the second grade. And to think at the time, that was like my focus. Like I got to get these good grades. I've got to get into a good school. I've got to get into a full scholarship. Like I've got to make these marks. And I did. I got a full scholarship to Penn State University. I got this 4.0 GPA. I tested very well and all the things. I got every scholarship that I could possibly find. But at the end of the day, all these different moments revealed this anxiety that I was experiencing, this perfectionist that I was experiencing and thinking that this was normal, okay, the thing to do. And then being an adult, I'm talking about, so I've been in therapy since my youngest is 13. So I'm about to say 29, 30 years old. So I've been, it's probably even longer than that, but I've been in therapy off and on for a long time and realizing like that gut punch in your throat when you realize I've been doing all this perfectionist movement. I have been making sure that I've gotten my life together and I've done all these things to quote unquote perfection. At the end of the day, this was anxiety and this is where I'm at. And now this perfectionism has now gone to my children, which beautifully as a parent, I'm able to recognize a lot more, you know, earlier and say the things to my kids, like, listen, 4.0s and straight A's is not it. Not telling them that they can't get that, but it's not where you want to be. Trying to adjust yourself to me as a parent and making sure that you say the right things that I want to hear. I have been very transparent and letting my kids know, like, listen, I, I want you to make mistakes. Matter of fact, listen to me when you do make mistakes. I'm going to love you through the mistakes, through the good times, through the in-between times. And I want you to do those things under my covering and beyond because I don't want them to feel as if they have to accomplish these things. And so my anxiety has been off and on beginning the best of me. And there are times, even as an adult, even as somebody who has a tool of therapy, who knows to stop, to breathe, to drink cold water, to remove myself from a situation, to take in consideration the source of whom is talking to me, to adjust my own behaviors and things that I'm bringing to the situation. All of these are tools. And with all of that knowledge that I still struggle, I still have these issues that I have to work out amongst myself. So if you are the type of person who is who has or is now struggling with that, please know that you are not alone. Nothing about anything that you're doing is alone. You are amongst some amazing people who just seem to struggle within this area. And I wanna say that off the bat. Um, and we're gonna talk a lot about that because we have two amazing guests, two. Actually, let's, let's walk this back. We actually have four. So myself, Whitney, um, who is Whitney Elise, who is an amazing blogger, content creator here in Philadelphia, along with Tamika Bryant, who is another amazing blogger and content creator who we all worked with. The Kimmel Center, which is an amazing um, professional uh, play organization that brings these amazing productions to life. And we are getting the play, Dear 
Evan Hansen. And if you've never seen it, you've never heard of it, it's about this young man who literally goes from this family, he's bringing up all these mental health issues, he's talking about these different ways and how we connect. And the conversations that come from this story is amazing. And so we have two actress, one actress and one actor from the show as we discuss these very common situations as they're relating to them being in, you know, in school. And it's, it's an amazing orchestrated story. And it inspired me to remember those moments that again, we're not perfected. We don't have things together. We don't have things the right way. And so I want to talk about that today in today's episode. So we have Mikala Lamas, she, her, Mikula, is thrilled to join the DEH family. She's a recent grad of the Texas State University BFA Musical Theater Program, Go Bobcats, and a Texas native. All the love and thanks to CGF and the DEH team, Tara Rubin casting, and every teacher along the way. Love to her friends, family, and especially her mom and grandparents. We also have Nicole Sabu, I hope I'm saying your name correct, who plays Connor Murphy. Nicole is elated to join the DEH, aligning in his purpose of creating space, opening others' perspective, and lifting up all prospective South Asian artists across the country. Prior, Nicole was on tour with the Angelique Company of Hamilton and the original Broadway cast of Mean Girls. Gratitude to Stuart Talent, the DEH company, and his tribe, and love to his parents, his mom and dad, and Nisha, Fredada, and Ama. Now, if you don't know about Dear Evan Hansen, it's a letter that was never meant to be seen, a lie that was never meant to be told, a life he never dreamed he could have. Evan Hansen is about to get the one thing he's always wanted and is a chance to finally fit in. Now, fitting in is a very, in my perspective, it's a very slippery slope because fitting in could come from a perspective of doing all these different things to be accepted. But one of the beautiful things about this story is that it causes and ignites other stories to be told amongst the audience, not just the people on the stage, not just the actors, not just the actresses. It's the winner of the 2017 Tony Awards, including the Best Musical and the 2018 Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. So I'm so super grateful for us to have Tamika, Whitney, Nicole, and Mikala as we talk about the very conversations about what it means to be on this stage and the conversations that it's going to hopefully, hopefully spark amongst you. And, and when I say you, first of all, it's coming to the Kimmel Center here in the Philadelphia area. It is playing from August the 20, August the 16th through August the 28th. I want you to make sure that if you are in or near the Philadelphia area, that you get your tickets. This ticket, these, this show is gonna sell out. Just so you are aware, this was already playing in New York and different places already. It is going to sell out. So do not waste, do not hesitate to get your tickets immediately to see this amazing production. I will be in the building opening night because I can't wait to see this and see the this whole thing unfold. Um, it is actually recommended for 
ages 12 and up. And the reason is, is that there are going to be some themes again, that are going to be harder for a younger crowd. So when we're talking about mental health and mental wellness, I would hope that you are bringing these types of conversations up with your children. But if you are not, make sure that that child is at least 12 years old and up because it's going to make more sense. It's going to spark a more of a conversation. I'm going to be bringing my 13 year old because I really, we already talked so much about what it means to fit in. And she's about to hit that high school age uh, one more year. Um, this is her last year in elementary. We're about to hit those high school years. And I've been very, very transparent with her about my own mental health, about her mental health and what that means. And without divulging any information on her story, I've been very transparent in letting her know that again, we all struggle with something as we try this whole concept of fitting in. And what does that mean with society? And how can you still be yourself and, and and be transparent and all these different things, especially when you're talking about a high school student. So I'm hoping that it sparks conversation, even if you're not in high school. Like I feel like this play is going to touch all across the board. So I want you to sit back, listen to our conversation. Um, thank you to everybody that participated. Thank you to Hannah and all of the staff at the Kimmel Center who made this a complete possibility. Today's podcast is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I personally use Athletic Greens because I don't like taking a bunch of supplements and vitamins. It's something about the pills that I just can't do every single day. And regardless of your lifestyle, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, whatever your lifestyle is, this will be for all. Also, we're all about saving money and it only costs you less than $3 a day. Not to mention, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So that means five, at least 7,000 other people, including myself, who have used it and know the benefits of it. In addition, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. That's right, one scoop in a cup of your water that you drink every day. That's it, no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free supply, one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first pack purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition. What's up, y'all? <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, hey. I think we got all, we all got a little bashful all of a sudden. Just like, oh, all of a sudden. I know, right? Like, what do we do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, shit. I looked all you guys up before this and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, be great. We were looking uh, you up because the questions are all for, about you guys. All right. <laughs> exactly. But yes. I appreciate the... Yeah. Um, I appreciate the homework. I'm like, I've never had <laughs> anyone look and sleep and do all the things before. Yeah. Not me, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Well, Absolutely appreciate it. We're looking forward to seeing your performance and kind of what you give and provide to Dear Evan Hansen. So I guess my first question is, what are you most excited about? About life, about, <laughs> um, about my day-to-day. Um, all of that, if you'd like to share, but most importantly, dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> uh, yeah. loving your background, by the way. Thank you. Mickey, yes. you want to go first? Yeah, I <clears throat> honestly, I get so excited when people have never seen it before or even looked it up. And I can't wait for them to like listen to the music because it's just 
amazing. I remember the first time I listened to it, I was so blown away. It was kind of one of my first like musical theater obsessions when I was like 18, 17. Um, I get mostly excited about that and about our band because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a really nice theatrical musical experience when you see it for the first time. Hell yeah. Um, to kind of go off of that, you know, it's like, um, as soon as I joined the company, my, the thing that I'm usually most excited about is literally the beginning of the show where we have our interracial family that literally goes out on this disc and I get excited every single time because I'm like, come on, there are people out there in the audience that are going to see us and be like, Oh, exactly. That's like, for me, that's sorry. That is, um, that's enough. You know, that's enough for me to go out, prepare, do my show and, and give it because is it, and, and kind of go off Mickey too, is that like, it is someone's first time seeing a show. It is someone's first time seeing Dara Van Hansen. It is someone's first time seeing that family like that. It is his first time seeing Michaela on stage. It is the first, you know, like, and represented in that way. So it's like, I think that's, that's the best part every single time. Yeah. There are other cool things about the show too, but we're gonna, we'll start there. <laughs> that's a I was just, start. I was just going to say just to lead from that, like, so there's a lot of reoccurring things that we are going to see. So what is the one thing that sticks out to you the most? Um, I think it's, it, it, I, I think you see the opposite, but then you leave with maybe the other side of it is the opposite of, is, is like what happens when you miscommunicate just about communication it's about when whether it's through the ether through the social media through person to person whatever it's like these things where we intersect and we communicate with each other and how important that is to communicate with each other um i mean i know that's probably like off the beaten path type of theme but that's something that's really important to me about the show and i think that you see so many people with good intentions or whatever intentions and how communication is so key for one the story to push along but also for them to be present for them to be living there you know in that moment and i think that after the fact it then even if they messed up with communication, it then reminds me so much of this theme of the importance of communication, the importance of literally saying words to somebody else and knowing what your intention is behind it and knowing the impact that it'll have. Um, So yeah, that's one. I think one of my favorite things to show is just the state of being vulnerable because I don't think you see that a lot on stage. And this show is so that. So when you see, it's just one of those magical experiences where you're like, I cannot believe I'm feeling this from, from a staged, you know, musical production. Like it's the script to everything, the songs, the way the orchestrations are written. It has everything to do with the arcs of these characters and their emotions. So many like hidden gems in the orchestrations by Alex Lacamoire, like, uh that feed the way evan reacts to things or the way all of us communicate with each other that's just it's the best to see that and i think there's so many shared experiences between audience audiences in the story and that's why people love it so much and still love it after so many years because it's just 
the like human emotions and the way we're seeing them portrayed on stage, we can connect to that. And it's, I think that's really special. And I think that's why I fell in love with this musical like four years ago. <laughs> mm, yeah. Beautifully put, beautifully put. And to follow up on that, <laughs> we, I promise you we didn't all get together to, to compare questions. I promise you we didn't. This, <laughs> this has happened before um, with us. But to follow up on that, that amazing. Um, I can't get over it. So a lot of heavy themes. There's a lot of heavier themes about mental illness, mental health, being aware of each other. You just talked about communication, community, um, identity, all of that resonates throughout the show um, and through and reverberates through each of the characters. Um, given that this show is so timely, you know, 2016, like that for me, it was like around the corner. Um, mm -hmm. And so how timely the show is, the impact of social media um, that we're now kind of really grappling with mental illness and mental health and things like that. How do you think that all of those themes why do you think all those things are really important for this time, for this show? I think like Nikhil said, it just really, this show kind of showcases how those things can affect decisions and communication throughout life. And it's, it, it's I don't know how to put it. It's, I think it's, not that it's like, it is important. It's important to see these things portrayed on stage because mistakes like this happen in real life a lot. And I feel like the way mental health is portrayed, I've said this before, it's portrayed so differently in each character, even though they might have so many things in common when it comes to what they're struggling with in life. And to see them navigate that throughout the story is really interesting because you see two classmates trying to communicate with each other on the first day and it's it's so like how do i put it it's so relatable because you feel for these people no matter their mistakes throughout the story and i feel like that kind of teaches a lesson to the audience about how about forgiveness and about just giving people the space to be human rather than always um putting people down for any any mistake that they, they make in life. That's that's sort of like a gist of how I want to explain that. But um, yeah, I think that's why it's so important to see these things portrayed on stage because it's normally not. And it's normally not as realistic as yeah. shown in this musical, which I think is really special about this one. Yeah, I, I and to go off of that, I think that it's, um, you. You, I mean, Evan is our, our our main character that we follow, but I think it's also on the work and and pat everyone on the back uh, as actors to really flesh out these characters and also through our direction through Michael Greif and the words of Stephen Levinson. It's like you are seeing real people making real mistakes on stage. And, and I think that you, and it is so, so porous and easily to just go inside to see yourself in these other characters uh, you know um i also think that like that's i think that's the also part of theater why uh I, I think the beauty of theater is that it gives us an angle as a, like a reflection constantly because we're watching them in such an intimate space but in a weird way we're taking in, but also seeing ourselves at the same time. And now yet, now let it be a part about mental health and mental illness and things that are going like, 
ooh, it, it, there's a lot of it that mirrors, you know, no matter where we've kind of come from, whether, and no matter who we are as in, you know, from a kid to you're a mother or a father or anything like that. Um, I also just wrote something down um, why I don't know. And this is a question I think that I always grapple with is that like, even with our collective experience, even with everything that we've gone through, it's weird. It's like, why do we still need reminders of, of all of this, you know? And it's like, we, we, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why that's something I'm trying to grapple with these days of like, what, why, why is it that I still need the reminder of the impact of mental health or the impact of, 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 or the, or the power or how um, important all of this is? Why isn't this something that's kind of just known? And I think that's something that's hard to grapple and I may never grapple with it, but I'm glad that this show brings all of those questions to the surface and um and 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 yeah i guess that's yeah i'm i'm glad i'm glad it does that and so especially with all the things that you listed um you know winning it's it's um it's yeah i'm glad it brings all to the surface i'm glad it brings all the conversation that needs to have i i i love these things called post show car conversations where i wish i could be like hearing everyone's car conversations back home that 15 minutes i think is sometimes the most like wonderful parts where you're talking to your friend about the show or maybe you open up to them about this cuz that sparked this and this impacted this you know so um yeah fragmented but that's how I think about it's it is really important it is really important I also think that those things no. that going through in the story each of us as characters and that's why these themes never get old or they're ne they never get really solved when we're doing the show no matter how many times we do it because we work through our own characters challenges every night differently because mm -hmm. this show has a way of feeling like we're sort of coexisting with our audience rather than putting on a show for them. And mm -hmm. I think Elena, Elena Arzoe, she said this last night because we were in a new theater this week. We were just in LA for five weeks. Now we're in Canada and it's a much bigger theater. And she was like, the, the, the scene that I had with the Murphys with our family almost felt like it, it was just in a different space. And the audience was watching us rather than, what did she say? It, it just was, it was just like a different energy that the audience was bringing because it was bigger and they were, away from us but it always feels like we're never really putting on a musical it just feels like we're going through this experience with just a bunch of people in front of us and i yeah. think that's so cool because every day it helps us you know gather new things gather new thoughts a way to challenge ourselves with our roles a way to go through it differently to think about it differently because we're feeling that audience energy and the way that they're empathizing with us it's almost like you can feel their empathy every night and that is why it like fuels us to do it every day. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm putting on a show when I'm doing Sincerely Me, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like, well, I'm Tam Patino. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, so I, I agree um, wholeheartedly with what you guys have stated, especially the conversation in the car ride. So I actually read the book um, a, a while ago. And then my daughter and I actually saw it in New York. So I took her and two of her friends and they're teenagers. So the conversation 
was amazing. Like we went and had dinner afterwards and we really just unpacked a lot of what we saw. And so when I saw us come to Philly, I was so excited. And I've been telling everybody that they absolutely must go and see it and really be prepared and be open for the conversation. And I think that that is like such a key message. And I told so many people, I said, if you get nothing else, I need you to at least get the importance of an open conversation and just kind of where it can take you. So yeah. I am so excited about it. My daughter's mad. She's going to miss it. But, you know, that's her fault. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And and it's even and it's I mean, not necessarily the conversation needs to happen then right there, even if it's just the start, even if it's just a little of something, then I think that that's that's enough. That is enough. Right. And then maybe that conversation, you can bring it back up and we can talk about it more, you know, so I, that's wonderful. I'm glad you guys had that. Experience. And it's about making also just, I mean, anyone, any age, just feel comfortable about what they're going through because you see it on stage and you're like, oh, that it's not just an experience that I'm alone with. That's something I, that other people go through. And then it opens up conversations. And I think that's really important because yeah. that makes people more, more vulnerable, more comfortable to talk about, you know, mental health, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge component of I was going to say, Toy, we have time for one more. So this, oh, okay. this oh. is new. <laughs> <laughs> so just quickly, what do you all do? What do you do for your own mental health and your own um, self-care? Because that's extremely important to bring up while we're bringing up, opening the conversation. What are you doing to take care of your mental health? I surround myself with amazing people. I try to... Um, I try to listen more. I've been trying to listen more rather than talk, if that makes sense. You know, when you're in a conversation and you're just thinking about the next thing you want to say, mm. I've tried to listen to my friends more, spend more time with them, spend more time with my family on the phone, because obviously being on tour, I'm away from, I'm away from them. Um, I also go to the gym every day. That always helps me just clear my head. Uh, yeah, just little like that. And being nice to yourself, like pampering yourself, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you, especially pampering and working out. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely that way too. Um, and especially on the road when everything feels like a blur, I, I, I promise you, it's like, I, I, I look, if when we're doing one weekers, I'll even try and think back two weeks ago and what my place looked like. I can't remember, you know? Um, so moving my body really does help. Um, there's another thing that I think that I've uh, uh, done other than seeking help, uh, which I think is imperative, is also just like, like being willing to ask, being willing to just kind of take a first step towards people who are uh, sometimes even, I, I believe people who are closest to you, just like how Mickey's saying to her friends, but sometimes I think for my mental health, I think that there's a place where I don't, I always feel like I, ne like I need to reach far to like somehow like figure something out. It's like, no, I actually like get like close, like it's right here, get close. So when I say ask, I do say friends, but I also ask myself, you know, I ask from within and I say, what the heck is, you know, I let myself have those conversations um, because especially on tour, when we're going places, places, every, all of your energy feels like it's going out, especially now that you're an actor and all your energy is going out. So easy to just put things on the back burner and ignore yeah. them. And there's not a lot that's kind of going in. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
we all, um, Stacy Mindich, our producer, gave us Headspace on our, um, like, subscribe to Salt to Headspace. So we have that. So honestly, I meditate every single day. I journal. I journal. I have, we have a half hour before to get ready for the show. Um, and usually I'll try and come before or I'll do it during my half hour. But I just set one page and the book is not that big. And I just free write what I need to do. And it's my place to kind of just like spew love on anything that I need to before the show, because I kind of want to create that barrier or at least need to give myself that time. So I, I would de definitely say there's a lot of energy that needs to go this way. Um, uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, thank you all for your time today. Um, this is this will be my first time seeing the show, and um, I, I'm I'm playing around with the idea, you know, of seeing I'm a new mom, and so you know, thinking about things like that and how my whole perspective has just changed. And I know people say that, and people have been saying that forever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get. No, you don't get it till that frying pan comes crashing over your head. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I appreciate you guys being so candid and like so transparent and so honest um about about what we're getting ready to go into um I really appreciate that and I'm so excited for these like these 15 minute conversations like I hope I hear like even a snippet of it as people are going to the car um, yeah. Yeah. So oh oh I love that I love it <laughs> thank y'all so much yeah and please reach out when you do come uh, we'd love to meet you guys yes yeah. Don't, 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 don't do that. I was going to say that. <laughs> you show up. Don't do that. All three of us will. I, I won't tell. Yeah, I won't tell. I promise I won't tell. Oh my God. It's not that you don't tell. Come on. I want to meet y'all. No, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm saying I won't tell if you all meet up. Like I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do the whole thing. It's let's all good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do that. that. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Let us know. We'll be there. Wonderful. Yeah. All Have right. a good day, everybody. Have a good rest of your Thank day. You. Bye, everyone. So listen, it's not often. Well, I won't say that. I, I feel like we've been blessed. Me, Tamika, and Whitney have been on this. This is our second time coming together to talk to the actresses and the actors of the Kimball Center with, regarding the plays that they have brought. And I love that we've won just work really well together. And when I tell you it was hard to cut that conversation off, I mean every bit of it because it was so enlightening. Um, we just had a great time. And so I hope that you one, get your tickets. This is going to be an amazing show. Don't forget that we want you in the, in the building, right? We want you to get your tickets because that's super important because this show was happening August the 16th, Tuesday, August the 16th through August the 28th. So it's not a long run, but it's long enough for you to go ahead and get your tickets. Don't wait until the last minute and then be like, oh my gosh, there's no more tickets left. I want you to go ahead now and book your tickets put your tickets get your kid tickets get your friends get your family again bring your kids ages 12 and up i don't feel like this would be a good situation for the younger kids because i feel like you're going to have to open up the conversation um, and have conversations that you may not be willing to have but what i will say is i would love to be a fly on the wall to see the conversations that are happening in the cars because i already know that me and my 13 year old we're going to have a conversation we have a conversation almost every play that we attend together just because i want to pick her brain and hear did she hear what i heard did she miss something did i miss something because my daughter 
my 13 year old, she, all of my kids are amazing, but my 13 year old, because she's a little older, she can kind of grasp a lot of things. I remember taking her to another production with a whole nother company. And there was older women that was around her and was asking her to explain the story. And I just sat back like so proud of her, so proud of like her ability to get it. And so I can't wait to go see this on Tuesday, the 16th. So get your tickets. Don't be shy. Get in the building. Remember, you must have your mask on at all times when you're inside. Because listen, we got to still keep safe. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see it. And I will report back on my thoughts in next week's episode, which will be uh, our last episode of the season. Is that amazing that we've gotten all this way to season six? I can't even describe to you how amazing that feels. And we're almost at 10,000 um, downloads. So I'm excited for that. And I can't wait. The drink of the day this week, because we're talking about mental wellness and we're talking about mental health, is a brand called Shirley. So it's spelled S U R E L Y, Shirley. And it is a non alcoholic wine. Now, this is great for people who, one, don't drink wine, who don't really like the taste of wine, or maybe you're pregnant. Maybe you're just like, listen, I just need to feel as if I'm having wine. Or you're like me, who sometimes take these little breaks of, I love a great alcohol. I love great cocktails. I love wine. You know, I am wine bay. But there are certain times in my life and during certain seasons where I'm like, let me take a step back. Let me go ahead and cut my alcohol content down just a little. And so I would encourage you to try Shirley. It's an amazing non-alcoholic wine. It kind of gives you the, again, it gives you the thought process of having wine and i know that some people do like the whole dry month of all that listen i get that but i want you to also try to incorporate times and moments when you're like you know what let me take a break and in the midst of taking that break i still want to have something that makes me feel like i'm indulging but i'm not and i'm here for that you may have your reasons for why you do it. And I, listen, you don't got to explain anything to me. I want you to do all the things that make you happy, that make your mind, you know, work as, as best as possible. Like I want you to do all of the things because we want you to, and with Shirley, it tastes like wine, even though it's not wine. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I hope that you have an amazing weekend because let me tell you, these weekends, if you just blink, if you blink with just one good eye, the whole weekend is over. And before you know it, you're just like, what? How did this, like, how did that happen? Um, you know, you're just like, what, you know, how did we get to this point? All right. And today is National Kool-Aid Day. I don't know who made this up. I cannot tell you. I Don't ask. And it's also National Vinyl Record Day um, and World Elephant Day. So do your thing. Have all the fun. Um, tomorrow, Saturday, August the 13th is middle child's day, which is my day because I am a middle, middle child. Uh, Monday, the 15th coming up is national relaxation day. So listen, whatever you do to relax, go ahead and do that a little earlier. You don't have to wait until Monday, the 15th. 
go ahead and tap into that relaxation now. I hope you have an amazing weekend. I'm going to send good vibes your way. I plan to make sure to increase or find some way to self-care. So I hope you do the same. Self-care is not something that we do exclusively on the weekend. We do self-care every single day. I cannot stress that enough because the amount of people that wait until self-care Sunday comes around. Listen, it's self-care Monday self-care Tuesday, Wednesday, and then so forth. I want you to find something, one thing every single day that you can tap into that makes you feel so good, makes you feel amazing, like the amazing person that you are. Have an amazing week. And we are one more episode away until we are done with season six. And there's something about the number seven. It just brings a completeness, a wholeness. I have some amazing guests already I'm already recording for season seven. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. Now, I know some of our seasons in the beginning were a little shorter. Go back and listen to some of those episodes because there may be something that you missed. We talk about marriage. We talk about dating. We talk about social media drama. We talk about all the things that are happening into the world. So there's something on there for everybody. We always like to talk about self-care and mental wellness because, again, that is something that we need to make ourselves become a lot better. And listen, whether you're on the treadmill getting your workout on or you're sitting at home folding up laundry like I sometimes do, whatever you are in the world doing with all the things that you're doing, I want to speak peace into your life and peace into your home. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Toy and I will speak with you again next week on our 20th episode of season six. Thank you as always for joining me and I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.